So we're back for another episode of Coach Lab Coffee Chat. Um, Topic today is stemming from, so you're an entrepreneur, but you're an employer at the same time, and trying to follow employment standards, but you've got people that are underproducing. You've measured them in evaluations. You wonder about their efficiencies. How, how, what's the difference between disciplinary action and training or coaching people up um, or dismissal? As in, it's really not working out. How do we do that? Because it, at least in British Columbia, where we're governed by that employment standards, uh, it's really difficult to dismiss anyone with cause. It almost has to quite literally fall under the criminal code. So let's open the floor with, you know, we've all been, in, the three of us, at least, we've all been employees. Yep. How have we been treated? How have we been trained or coached? Have we ever been disciplined or turn it around? How would we want to discipline people to get them back on track? So I will lend a personal situation. I was in a very high level marketing role with a restaurant company that was part of a larger organization. And when I joined, it was to kind of reframe the brand. It was not a brand I would have taken on in its existing state, but they had planned to kind of revamp the whole thing and start over. So uh, cut to like a year in as I'm doing this branding and they're like, "Mm, well, we're not so sure. We kind of like the really short skirts and the slutty girls, for lack of a better term, in our (laughs) advertising. And we're not really sure. So I was like, okay, but this is the direction we've gone. We spent a bunch of money. This was the initiative. And we're moving in this direction, like full steam ahead. Yeah, well, and it was the operators who didn't love the idea. So again, two years into this, finally, they say, you know, that calendar we had of half-naked girls that we sold to our customers, we need to bring that back. And Mm. I went, "Mm, no, sorry, I'm not doing it. Like it was disgusting Uh, and I'm not going to be a part of it. And so I remember having that conversation and knowing like this is the death nail in my coffin and I'm okay with it because I don't want to work here. Um, But then the ridiculous thing is I wasn't quitting because they'd taken me from a job I loved and I was in a high level role. And as far as I was concerned, they'd promised one thing and we were in a totally different place and that wasn't my problem. And I was going to leave with a check in my hand. So I just sat and waited. I said, nope, I'm not doing it. Like, I am not going to be a part of it. You guys can do it, but I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm not putting my reputation on it. I'm not like, listen, it's already on my resume and I'm embarrassed every time I have to say it, but I just, (laughs) I waited and it took four months, four months of this game of chicken where they made it as uncomfortable as possible for me. Yeah. And I was just like, no, that's fine. I'll just come to work. I cleaned out my desk in November. I was so sure it was happening. It didn't really. Oh yeah. It didn't happen until January, but I was that like, I had nothing. I had no pictures. I had nothing personal in my desk after November because I was just waiting. So put, so, oh yeah. But yeah, had they tried to fire me, it would have been a huge issue. You can't fire someone because she refuses to degrade women in a calendar. Well, yeah. And then, and that's why employment lawyers have jobs. So, you know, we're not, it is tricky because you can't, that's the whole thing. You can't dismiss just because 
someone doesn't hold the same values. You didn't hold the same values as the operators or whomever was, you know, company management trying to push through marketing schemes that include the me too movement. But, um, (laughs) you know, this is where, this is where I wonder. So, so you got, let's just say in your example, Lindsay, like you were just underperforming as in, you know, maybe even wanted to take the calendar (laughs) and run with it, but then never met a deadline. Didn't like, it was actually job performance that was at stake and, and the company, like what, what does an employer do? Cause even I try to, I try to coach employers with, you know, you, if you're sitting down to a formal evaluation once a year with somebody, which let's be real, that's where I have a problem right there. Yeah, I, I'll start with that. I mean, waiting till a once a year evaluation is absolutely no good at all. Well, no, you can't um, have a surprise in an evaluation. There should no. be no surprise. No. And do you it even need to. to have the once a year formal, whatever, whatever? Like, shouldn't you be talking? No. You should be talking to them every day for starters. And yeah. then, <laughs> and Otherwise, there is there's, a, there's no timeliness. In it's just feedback. awkward. These performance reviews, like it's so awkward. And people are doing so much these days that I, as the employee, can't even remember what I did in February of last year. No, well, and they right? don't, and they, and they won't, and they won't take it as a, a teachable moment as in, you know, if, if something happened this morning as in, oh, we didn't meet that deadline. Um, yeah. Okay, next time can't, is it okay if we can agree that we're going to try and do this and then it's over and you've talked about it and you move on. Well, and it's like, huh. it's like teaching a dog, house training a dog, right? If you don't catch them doing it you and then correct it right then and there, what the heck's the point? Like you can't come back ages later. Yeah. They, the, the formalness, and I use that word loosely, formal uh, evaluation, or at least sit down conversation with someone to, to actually carve time out, should be meant to just allow the employee or the contractor, whomever you are, to actually allow feedback. Yeah. Give them, that's, you need to give other people a chance to just, you know, what's on their mind, what, what could be improved, especially feedback on we as leaders, how could we do better? So yeah. that's... To, this is what I coach my people on my employers, like as in, you know, any clients with, if you want to talk to people about giving them the chance to say that that's the point. It isn't. Yeah. You can't have a surprise in the middle of an evaluation with like, yeah, six months ago, this didn't go well. Remember you did that. That was terrible. Cause then you also lose, like that person has no trust for you at that point because you've been harboring something for six months and not told them like, are you kidding me? That happened to me. Like it very literally happened to me. That's and, terrible. Um, this was in a job, <clears throat> excuse me, years ago, years ago, and I'll never forget it. And it was the, the situation that was being brought to my attention months later in an evaluation, the actual situation itself had happened during an incredibly grim and very emotional time in the, in the work environment where one of the employees had died. So this is exactly how sensitive that time was. And I was an HR manager. And then six months later, I'm in an evaluation and it's brought to my attention by my director saying, listen, during that time, there was an email you sent out and no. it said this, and it should have said that. That's, that's what I mean. What? You're like, oh yeah. And it was, and, and quite literally they were like, you know, you can't do that again. I'm like, I hope that situation never arises again. Like somebody died. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I wasn't at my best, but really an email that you wish had said this and not that. And, and now, and I'm like, I think it totally, 
I mean, I really believe, okay. So there's some people that just can't do the job they were hired for fine. But at the end of the day, if your employee is failing, it's really about you, right? You're not doing something right. If your employee is failing for the most part. So as in, as in the the leadership and the coaching. Yeah. Sorry. I'm back on that. Um, but I don't know. I don't even know that I can frame this properly. So my first job, well, my second job out of university, I worked for tourism Whistler. I was brash and 22 and I thought I knew everything and you can't tell me anything. And, um, I had a boss who was amazing. She was amazing. I must've been such a handful. I mean, I was diligent and I was in a sales role and I was good at it, but I must've been such a handful. And when I think back to the patient that that woman, Linda Gilroy is her name, uh, had for me, I, yeah, I mean, so I think, I think you have to know what you're hiring. You have to know kind of the shit storm that you're taking on. And then for me, it's always been coaching, coaching, coaching. And then if it's not right and they feel like they're not successful and, it's not working out, then that's a conversation. It's not a, you're fired. It's a, Hey, maybe this isn't the right fit for you. And let's help you find something that is. Yeah. Well, and the I'm truth all about is, that. You, you don't always get it right. I mean, there's, no. there's not enough information in the world to always hire. Right. No. Nope. Um, most people, and I mean, this isn't always the case, but the vast majority of cases the people genuinely want to try to make it yeah. work on both yeah. sides. Yeah. I mean, I've been on both sides. Both sides generally want to make it work. Um, if you communicate about it, you communicate about what's not working. You can either figure out that there's a way to make it work by either, you know, getting people some training, helping them through doing some coaching or redefining the role a little bit. Um and then ultimately, if it doesn't, both sides know it's not going to work. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. You find a way I, I'm with you, Brian. It's all about fit. Is, yeah. it, is it still fit? It's Did fit. it fit? Is it going to fit? Can it still fit? Because sometimes and when I've been in that situation of letting someone go because it's not the right fit, and I've yes. done it a lot, <clears throat> and Whistler's a small town, I still see people in nesters that <laughs> I've let go and it ain't yeah, pretty. It uh, but they have gone on and 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 done better and been successful exactly. because they have found a different fit and it doesn't feel great in the moment. No, sure. It doesn't feel great. But I think if you can do it supportively and I mean, whether you have to let them go or whether you have to, you know, there's a way to do that so that you're still supporting them. Like, yes, this isn't working for you. And I think we both know this isn't working for you, but let's work to find you something better. Like, don't just like, okay, you're fired. Get out. Yeah. You know, like that's that's exactly right. That's what I've said to people is that it doesn't feel great today, but you know, and you're not going to like me right now, but I'm telling you, there's a way better fit for you somewhere else. And let's, let's, you go, you're going to find that. Yeah. And And I think most people would say they go on to do that. Right. Yeah. And I think, in uh, having been on both sides of that, in the cases where you do it cooperatively, you've got just you know conversations beforehand, you try to make it work first, people get it, people understand it, people don't look back feeling quite as hurt or angry. Um, it's yeah. when it comes out of the blue that the, the emotions are more raw and last a lot longer. 
Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think to, I mean, yes. So you can never ultimately know everything about a person when you're in the interview process. I mean, it's literally a hope and a prayer Uh, for me. Tess, you're probably an expert at it, but for the average person hiring, it's like, oh, they seem okay. Um, (laughs) I, I always think you can always teach skills. It's attitude and culture. And is that a fit, right? Like I, no matter what I was asked to do, if I had to take out the garbage at previously mentioned, aforementioned company, I would not have been doing my best job because I hated it. I didn't align myself with their values. I thought it was shitty. There was so many sexual harassment things going on every day. Like it was terrible. Um, So it just doesn't matter, right? Like that was never going to be a fit where, you know, I worked at Earl's and I could not have fit better in a company. I would have done anything for that company. So, you know, it's, it's to me, that's it. You've got to find the cultural fit, you know, like think about Lululemon and how woo woo and they do landmark and it's all that stuff. At least, sorry, the dog just died in the background. Um, (laughs) They do landmark and maybe that's for you, but maybe it's also not for you. Right. Like if, well, if yeah, that like that's kind of, you're not wrong, Lindsay, part of the recruitment process now has to include just whether people's values align. Do you, yeah. do you relatively believe in the same things? Are, and yeah. at the end of the day, are you all trying to have the one goal of produce those widgets that you're being hired to build? And that's do you, do you believe important. that you need to actually be here every day for that goal? Then I think we're starting out on a good foot. Exactly. That's way more important than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So good topic. We could talk about this for a while because it's, it's still really difficult to know what to do in the moment. Things can get personal. And the funny thing is business is pretty cold. So if your numbers aren't adding up and and it's not working out with someone's, you know, inefficiencies and it's not the right fit, then it can't be personal and it's time to go find the different. It can't be personal, but it can be human, right? Yeah. Well, putting human into human resources. Yeah. There you Uh, go. Okay. Thanks. uh, Thanks everyone for listening to another episode. Uh, We will be back again next week. Uh, Thanks, Brian and Lindsay. Thank Thank you.